It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. Three weeks ago, Tom was was calling for Cooper Rush to be the quarterback of the Cowboys. Yeah. And now yeah. we but guess what? Player. Daddy's back. Daddy Dak, Dak is back. Dak Precom. Dak Precom is back. I'm telling you right now, Jake. You and played. welcome back, folks, to the Three Man Rush podcast. This is Tom Beard coming in. I am back. I've been I've missed a few boys. I've missed a few little potties, and I've and it's made me a little upset. I'm not gonna lie. Potties, just potties. Timing, potties? some potties, some potties. I've missed them, and I and I'm and hey, we're back. What we're about to talk about? What week nine? Yeah, week nine. Yeah, week nine. Big week nine, folks. Welcome to it. Honestly, it really wasn't that big of a week. Like outside of OSU getting absolutely destroyed, not much like really incredible happened. Like it was kind well, of like a, pretty much went exactly how we all thought it was. I kept waiting for one of these games to be amazing so it would take the stink off my day, but none of them were good. Literally no games were good. So hey. we, were just, we just had headaches and reading crap talking. Hey, I'll tell you something. Tech got shat on. So I don't want to, I don't want to see yeah. Tech fans in our mentions ever again. Oh, okay. That game was actually pretty close in the fourth quarter. That Baylor just got a couple turnovers whenever Tech was trying to score fast late, but it was not as bad as the score indicated. Baylor is the most confusing team in college football to me right now. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to think about them. They could lose to anyone. They could beat anyone. To be honest with you, I think the Big Twelve is the most confusing conference by far. I mean, I, I think to, it I, may be the best conference, top to bottom. Oh, it is. But I'd it's say, just impossible to predict at this point. I'd say that the most random team this year is Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, they beat the shit out of Syracuse out of nowhere. They just lost to fucking Stanford. What's going on? I'm pretty sure. They were playing close with UNLV the week before that, and then they just they beat were. Syracuse. <laughs> I mean, the first play of the game was a pick six. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about Ohio State Penn State because that game was a little bit closer than I think I thought. I think we thought it was gonna it was gonna be. Penn State was up at halftime by one. Um, Sean Glifford played well enough to win the game. I, I just don't think Penn State is on the level of Ohio State or Michigan. Why not? They're no. not. Not a bit. That, um, that JT Tumalala, whatever his name is, that guy's incredible. Oh, he's he's an absolute beast. There's a reason he's, he's number one uh, yeah, overall. Number one player in the country a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember I remember hearing about him because oh, you had a chance, but not really. He was just one of the he was just the top five. I was I was, I was just hoping for, but yeah, he's incredible. He had two interceptions, a fumble forced, two sacks, a touchdown. Got to be player of the week, right? Oh, he's him. Yeah, he's him of the week. Him of the week. First defensive him. First defensive him of the week. JT Tui Molau. Or I think that's – I don't know how you say it. Let me find, let me find the uh, pronunciation. Tui Molau. Tui Molau. I'll tell you what. If you, if you had an entire team of just Samoan and Polynesian pronounced last names, that's going to be a good damn, a damn good football team. Oh yeah, absolutely dominant team. You know, if you got a Vita Vea who's up front, yeah, Vita Vea, maybe a Noah Sewell. Um, who else we got up there? Who's maybe. that? Who's that big? Uh, who's that guy from LSU that kept slapping himself before the games? Siaki Ika. No, I said LSU. Well, he was at LSU before he transferred to Baylor. Um, was, he, was he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Gosh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though? I do not. The Haka? The Haka, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's definitely called the Haka, but I don't know exactly which player you're talking about. Um, it was the 2019 who, National Championship team. I don't remember who it was. 
Yeah, I know. Oh, I, Joe Burrow? Braden Fajoko. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not Joe Burrow. <laughs> Dang, I thought that was him, man. That was my, yeah. That'd be my first guess. Joe Burrow. All right, hey, let's do some clown noses real quick, and then we'll get into these games. Um, we talked about Ohio State, Penn State already a little bit, but I, I want to get some clown noses out of the way because I've got, I got a clown nose to give out. Can I have a, a clown off, nose right? and a gift basket? You can have all you want, Drew. It's all you, well, all, you, all you can eat Saturday. What if I told you my clown nose and my gift basket happened in the same play with the same player? All right, go ahead. And DJ Moore caught a Hail Mary to tie the game, and they got a 15-yard penalty. So, so Carolina missed the extra point to go to overtime, and they ended up losing the game because of it. So Clown knows and get past DJ Moore for catching the Hail Mary and also while also costing his team the game. Did he, like, take his helmet off or something? Yeah. yeah. He, like, threw, like, Minneapolis miracle type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all piss all over again. Yeah. Oh. I, I that's what you live for as a college football fan is nice celebration penalties that ruin a game because you know Elijah Moore is a great player but I only remember him from pissing on the field. <laughs> that that's one of the best celebrations that I've ever seen. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it me. obviously wasn't good for Ole Miss fans. <laughs> it made me giggle. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's all you can ask for in a, a celebration is that it makes you makes you laugh. Um, I got a gifty. Go ahead, Tom. Got a big gifty. Um, Daddy Jake Paul just oh, beat God. Anderson Silva in a boxing match. I at this point, I don't think you can't call Jake Paul legit. I'm gonna say it. He's beaten like three MMA guys at this point, and one that was one of the best martial artists literally of all time at one point. So, I he's awesome. He's boxing. He's a real boxer. I want to see him versus Canelo. See what happens. Oh, Canelo would beat his ass. Yeah, that would not go. I well. want to see it though. That'd be fun to watch. He's a lot bigger than Canelo, but Canelo would I beat just, his ass. I think everyone would be okay with watching Jake Paul just get murdered. I was rooting Back for him to get murdered yesterday. Yeah, just kind of, just kind of tough when he's fighting a fifty-year-old man. Yeah. Hey, I will say, impressive win though. Congrats. It was to impressive because I still but... thought Anderson. I still thought Anderson Silva would win that fight, even though he's fifty. Oh yeah, if the knockdown didn't happen, it would have been. Well, game time. Uh, some, some, I mean, if it wasn't boxing, I feel like if it was like MMA or wrestling, old men have some serious strength. No, but yeah, the, big the boxing wasn't Jake Paul a D1 football player at one point. I think Logan Paul was really good in high school. Okay, it might have been Logan. I know one of them was good in football, but not sure. I got a clown nose to give out, and uh, Mr. Pat Narduzzi, please come down to the stage. Um, head coach of Pittsburgh this week said, in my mind, we're really undefeated this year. <laughs> His team is four and three. Um, they're one and three in the ACC. And he had the audacity to say, in my mind, we're pretty undefeated um, because this year we've, we've only beaten ourselves. Nobody has actually beaten us. That's <laughs> it's just, ridiculous. Hey, it's it's a just, great way to think about it. I guess, but it gets better Indeed. because he said that on Monday or Wednesday, I think. And uh, they, got, they got beaten. They got beat by 18 points to North Carolina this year, this week. And I, I haven't watched the uh, post-game press conference yet, but I, I think I might give it a, give it a watch because for you to, for you to say we're undefeated when we're four and three, what does he say when they're four and four? Like is our first loss of the season. We're going to get back at it next week. Like, what does he say at this point? Um, also, yeah, do you think they lost this one too? Or do you think UNC actually beat them? Yeah. It's an all time football guy comment. Well, just just uh, I have another clown nose actually, clown nose to Desmond Howard because that playoff he made is just a joke at this point, <laughs> an absolute joke. Yeah, that one's it's it's certainly one you 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 if you bet if you actually were to have bet those things, it's just sitting in your pending still, and you know you've lost twenty bucks or whatever you bet. <laughs> yeah. on. And you see that every time you make a bet, you yeah. see there's, it. There's there's legitimately a chance that a couple of them don't even make a bowl game. <laughs> And Pitt's four and four. They're, they're, yeah. They'll be working there to the end. And AM three and five. Yeah. And who was the other two? It was Michigan and somebody else. And, right? and Baylor. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Michi Baylor's not any good either. Michigan looks like they might have a playoff team. Uh, that's that's a good way to start, actually. Does anybody have a clown nose? Or can we start with uh, Michigan, Michigan State? Get after it. So, Michigan, Michigan State, and one of 
the most exciting first quarters of all time. And then the rest of the game was real snoozer. Um, first quarter was awesome, but um, Michigan just continued to literally just bludgeon them to death. I mean, running the ball for six yards, seven yards, eight yards, every play, um, which is what they've done all year. But just watching it the whole game was, was wow. I mean, it's not exciting, but it works. And um, so they went 27, 29 to seven against Michigan State. And then we saw a fight break out in the tunnel. What was your guys' take on the game and also the fight after the game? Um, it, it went about as a the game went like how I thought it would be. I thought there would be more scoring on Michigan's part. Um, but, yeah, Blake Corum ran the ball down their throats the entire game. He's really, he's a really, really good running back. And uh, that, after the game, that's assault, whatever was going on. He's getting jumped by, like, five people. That's what, what is that, Drew? I agree with Jim Harbaugh. That shit's assault. What is it? Assault. Can you say it again? Assault. Yeah, I'd agree. It was probably assault. But what was it? Say it again. Assault. Oh, yeah. You're right. I think it's assault. Assault. Hey, guys, do you think it was assault? No, I'm pretty sure it was assault. Yeah. I, I think if, if you want to label it by any word, assault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Wait, not so Michigan guy got jumped? I didn't see this. Yes, he was yeah. uh, walking. There's only one tunnel at Michigan, which has become an issue the last two home games for Michigan. Yeah. Why Why did they think that's a good idea? It happens I, every year. Like Ohio State, Michigan, every year there's a damn fight in the tunnel. It's ridiculous. You have, the big, you have the big house. I mean, come on. Make it a little bit bigger and build another, like a separate locker room for a tunnel or something. Yeah, make it the bigger house. Yeah, the bigger house. You know what I think would be really cool, and I thought this for a while, uh, is if there was an underground elevator for both teams. And when they do the tunnel walk, they walk into an elevator and it lifts them onto the field, like level with the field, and then they <laughs> run out onto the field like a Coliseum kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be they, crazy. Yeah, then they, then they all – the whole team meets at the 50-yard line. That's where they do the coin toss. That'd be something. Yeah, anyways, there wouldn't be a fight in the tunnel if there was no tunnel. Oh, I'd just, that'd be crazy. What if, like, it's going to be a big elevator, though, to hold that many people? Oh, it'd have to be an industrial-sized elevator for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, uh, a hydraulic-powered elevator. You don't want a hydraulic press because then everybody would die. Yeah, we don't want to press. press. Pressing them is not the situation we want. Did y'all ever watch iCarly? Of course. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that uh, elevator would work for the teams? I don't think The no. iCarly elevator? Neither, neither do I think the elevator from uh, Hey Jesse would work either for the whole for the whole. That's true. No shot on that one. That's true. Hey, but there is a high chance there's a Komodo dragon in that elevator. <laughs> I mean, the sun's in my face. Yeah, the, the sun's uh, actually out. Peeped out. Uh, but the game itself, uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, we have a friend who thinks you know Michigan just. I will say it is interesting that they they don't get into the end zones as many times as they should in a game, but uh, they they handled the game pretty easily. There wasn't much of a, a fight out of Michigan State at, as the game continued on, and uh, Michigan continues to move on. And later into the season. Yeah, Michigan's uh, now 8-0. Uh, I do want to say, man, I know Penn State was at home against Ohio State, so it was a little bit different of a vibe. But M Michigan beat Penn State 41-17. Ohio State wins 44-31. Which team do you think right now is the better team between Michigan and Ohio State? Like, wh which team? Because it seems like those are the two teams in the Big Ten that they're kind of playing against each other every week while playing other teams like they're still measuring each other by who wins by more who is more impressive because they know that that match at the end of the season is going to be so big i think, I think uh i think ohio state's better why jason was out this week and and i, I mean their defense is fine and i just think they're a better all-around team better have more firepower yeah marvin harrison jr is the best receiver in the country well i don't even know if he's the best receiver on his own team this year he's been well yeah jason's been injured I, I yeah plus jason's probably getting quadruple teamed out there well, he they can't they can't because they got too many other guys to cover I, they're off i just think their offense is too hard to stop that's why i think they're I just don't think there's plus any, their defense is, like defense. Their defense is really good too i don't I'm think just... anyone can stop ohio state for four quarters and it produces as much as they produce i don't think that's possible this is at, like, point, at this point right now 
they they score in bunches like they did at the end of the game. They had four touchdowns within like six minutes in the fourth quarter, and they just kind of put the game out of reach. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I think Michigan's a better team right now. I do. I would, Jake. I was about to say I. I honestly, I, I kind of agree with you with Michigan. I think Ohio State can be beat, but, I mean, you have to play a legitimately perfect game to beat them. See, I don't even think that's true for Michigan because the way that they run the ball, like, no one can stop them running the ball. I know that you 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 know you said you can't stop um, Ohio State the pass, and that's probably true. But we saw last year, even Michigan didn't have to stop Ohio State's pass. Um, you know, Ohio State passed the ball for a bunch of yards against Michigan. But if Michigan controlled the clock, controlled the the you know the the ball the whole game, and every drive ended in a touchdown, there's no way you can beat that team. Like no one can stop their offensive line. Michigan's right now, and they, they get they get four yards push. So the running back just if he makes one guy miss, it's twelve yards. And and I know Blake Corm's good, but boy, I mean their their offensive line is just insane, and they they just slowly kill you like an like an anaconda. Um, now they they have had their trouble in the red zone, but. I, you know, you got to think by the entire season being almost over, by the time they play Ohio State, they'll figure that out. Uh, I think Michigan's a better team. My loudest, loudest, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. I just think Ohio State's more, is more, has more firepower. I mean, yeah, they have more firepower, but I mean, they played one good team this season, and it was a, I mean, that Penn State game was a close game without a couple of turnovers from Sean Clifford and, and the offense, uh, this JT Tuio Molau guy. I mean, that, that would have been a really close game. Yeah, it was, but I just when when it comes down to the game, I just think that uh, Ohio State's going to beat them. Yeah, I mean it is in Columbus, so I I will say that that's obviously has not been kind to the Wolverines in the past. But I, I just think somebody needs to stick up for Michigan here because they've been really impressive in eight and zero so far, and they deserve a lot of credit. Even though I do think their schedule is very easy, but um, last week last week you just said they didn't deserve the credit they have. Like literally last pod, you were saying this. I was saying, I was saying about national credit, like as good as their program is. I'm saying the narrative this season, this season alone, they definitely deserve the credit. They're eight no. Yes, I feel like last week you were saying they don't deserve the credit they have right now because they haven't played anybody yet. I mean, like I'm pretty sure that's what you said. You no, said you, no, it's not what I'm saying. Program, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, it's not. Exactly what you said. That's you're you're taking the words completely completely wrong. I'm saying – no, I'm saying – what I'm saying is nationally, they do not deserve the credit that they should be a playoff team and would actually compete with other playoff teams because we have not seen that happen. In the same way that we see Oklahoma that has been in the playoff before and they have lost, I think that Michigan does, deserves the same kind of narrative that Oklahoma's received by that. That doesn't mean that I don't think Michigan is a good team this year. Well, that's kind of – I feel like that was kind of what you were saying last week, though, is – they hadn't played anybody yet to that they, point. I still don't think they have played very many good teams. I think Penn State's a fine team, and they killed them. Ohio State showed today that Penn State is not that bad. I mean, I think Ohio State, if we're going to say Ohio State's so good and Ohio State's this and that, and they played Penn State much closer than Michigan, like, it's kind of hard for me to say that Michigan's not the better team right now. I guess. I mean, but if that's our only measuring stick. What, what, other, what other things would you measure it by? Because Ohio State hasn't played anybody before – uh, Penn State, and neither has Michigan. I mean, they beat Notre Dame when they were ranked high in the country as well, but... I'm, I'm not Notre sure Dame. on Notre Dame. I mean, you just said Notre Dame actually wasn't bad. Like, we talked about this yesterday. You and I did. I mean, Notre, I think Notre Dame's figured it out now. Well, Ohio State played them in the first week of the season, and the next week they lost to Marshall. Sure, that's fine, yeah, but I mean, first week of the season, I don't know. I don't know. I just think Ohio State's a better football team. I agree. So that's, that's all I'll say about it. And 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 if and if Michigan loses to Ohio State at, at, on the road this year, the 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 obvious cop out there is, oh well, it wasn't in, in Michigan. Like, you play that game at a neutral site; it's a different game. And that that's just that's the only if that's the only narrative you have to why Michigan would be a better team at, after they if they were to lose to Ohio State, then I don't think they're better than Ohio State. If well, they I mean, play, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I, I didn't say you said that. I did not say you said that. I'm just saying if that was the only argument at that point of the season, then that would mean. Ohio State is absolutely the better football team. I think that if, if, if we're going to talk about what travels, running game and defense always travels, almost always. And Michigan has not, that. Not not last year in the college football playoff, and that showed. Well, That's I mean, good. yeah, we're talking about Georgia, who had a better running game and a better defense than Michigan. I guess so, but I guess. But but that's that was Michigan's whole thing last year going into the playoffs was, hey, run behind our offensive line. They had those shirts made, everything. Like, run, behind our, run behind our offensive line, run behind our offensive line. And if that's what travels. It didn't travel last year. The you're, Calvin, you're, you're making my point. You're, you're making my point. It's exactly what I'm saying, is they don't deserve that credit on a national scale during the playoffs 
because we saw what they did against Georgia. But they do deserve that credit this year, and and especially what they've done against the opponents that they have played. And that and that's fine. But what I'm saying is, is, is with Ohio State, if that's what travels, it, it wasn't shown last year that it travels. So I, I don't expect it to travel this year either, especially to Ohio State. I mean, they kind of competed shit out of Ohio State last year, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's true, but it just seems like it just seems like a little bit of a better team this year, more experience on that offense and defense. That defense is much improved from last year. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Absolutely. That defense is awesome now. I mean, okay, name a okay. I agree with you. That's much better. And I think now, obviously, I think the world of Jim Knowles. But I would like to like at least push back and say, what what good offense has Ohio State faced yet this far? Well, they. Had, I mean, I'll, like, like I'll go through the I'll go through the, through the schedule. A decent offense. Oh yeah, and I agree. And they gave up thirty one. So let me, I mean, that's not, it's, it's good defense. It's not great. Let, let me go through the schedule and you tell me a good offense. Notre Dame. Okay. Arkansas State, Toledo. Wisconsin or, Wisconsin or Rutgers. Hell no. Michigan State, Iowa. Okay. But you can't, you can't just say that. You have to say how many points they gave up to these teams, man. It's not like they're giving up 35 points to these teams. It's not. It's not a big 12 offensive shootout. They're giving up 10, 12, 21, 21, 10, 20. Yeah, 10, I, so so how, how are you going to say, well, 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 their defense isn't that good because they haven't played anybody. But they've shown when they play these bad teams, they're not giving up bad mistake touchdowns. Like, right. They're, they're, hey, these are bad offenses. We're a good defense. We're going to make sure that they know that. Like, they're not giving up points to this team. So I'm not sure what this whole – let's they, go through their schedule and look at who they're playing. I mean, like, I'm, what, just, what, I'm, I'm saying we went through their whole schedule. They didn't have any offenses that scored above their average. But here's the other thing is – the, the the averages of those offenses are extremely low. Sure, that's fine, but but still, if you look at if you look at a defense, you say, oh, they don't give up many points. They they've given up thirty points one time, and then twenty one only twice this year. It seems like, hey, that team's pretty good. That defense is pretty good. No, I think the defense is fine. I'm just saying I would like to see them be tested by a formidable offense. I guess that's. I mean, sure, but it, it they they their defense has shown when they whoever they're playing, they're going to make sure that they play at the level they're supposed to play at. So far, yes. That, that's what I said. Yeah, I agree. I'm just I, all I'm saying for Ohio State is is and Michigan for that for that matter is is to play somebody that has an offense that is actually going to attack them in ways they haven't been attacked. Because I mean, I, I just read through this these these this schedule and then the, the, they play Northwestern, Indiana, and Maryland the next week. And Maryland might be the best offense they played. Maryland. That's awful. That's, that's awful schedule. That's awful. I mean, so is Michigan's man. Let's not act like they've got this incredible schedule going. No, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I just think that like th- those are two teams that are really, really good. They're really solid teams, but man, they haven't played anybody that's got a good offense. And Penn State's the the closest thing to it. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just interesting. I mean, you also have to remember that that Sean Clifford was hurt for a little bit of that Michigan game too, so that doesn't seem to help. Yeah, and no, that's that is, I guess, a little pushback on Michigan, but it, it, I'm I'm really excited for that game this year, though. I will yeah, say. Should, should be a great game. Um, I oh, would no. do. We should give Sean Clifford his due because he did actually play pretty well against uh, Ohio State. He's, he's played decently this year, honestly. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Michigan to win that game. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, we oh, shall see. Michigan. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, let's move. Let's talk about the number one team in the country right now. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, they pull away late in the uh, little cocktail party. Florida, Florida kind of made this a game um, weirdly in the third quarter. Uh, I, I don't think that I think that was a little bit fluky um, that that Georgia, Florida got back in the game. I, I, I had a feeling that this would be close, but it really, truly, truly wasn't. Um, Georgia ran away with things, and that's why they're the number one team in the country. Uh, is Georgia your you, favorite? What What made you think that that was going to be a close game? I mean, I just had a feeling that Anthony Richardson could keep them in it. And if, if, if there was a chance for Florida to kind of make their mark this season, this was going to be the game that they really, you know, circled on their schedule and said, hey, this is, this is a game where we, we should play up to our highest standard and maybe we can have a chance to win. And okay, I didn't really think they played too, too poorly, but I just think Georgia's a really good team and maybe I underestimated them a little bit. Yeah, I, game went about how I expected it to. I remember in our, in our comments, we – uh, the Twitter post that said guess the score of the game. I guess forty-five to ten was the score. Final score like forty-five to twenty. Forty-two to twenty. Yeah. Forty-two. I got pretty close. So, you know, I guess I just think Georgia's that much better than them. Yeah. Their defense is incredible. Stetson Bennett's been playing really well this year. They got a pretty good offense. I just think Georgia's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, certainly. Is so out of the top teams here. Who's your favorite right now of Georgia, Ohio State? 
Alabama, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, if, if you want to include Clemson, TCU. What what's your favorite so far? Uh, who who do you think I'm gonna who do I think is gonna win the title? Well, just who would you say is the best, most impressive team so far? I mean, I I think Ohio State's the best team in the country, personally. Yeah, I can see why. It's just I, I think Georgia might be better than them. And and Tennessee, man, Tennessee, we got we'll get into it later, but Tennessee had a heck of a win. Yeah, I, I think if you say most impressive, I think you have to say Tennessee. I agree, Tommy. I agree, Tommy. Oh, most impressive, 100%. They came out of the woodwork this year. They came to work. Yeah, oh, boy. And uh, as a Kentucky fan, I think a lot of people thought this game would be close. Kirk Herbstreit was on the call. I mean, it, it seemed like there was going to be at least some energy from Kentucky. And they had one drive. I think it was their second drive of the game. They scored six points on and didn't score again. 44 to six and, and Tennessee, man, they, they continue to impress. Um, hard for me to not say they don't, they look like if, if you, if you put Alabama's logo on Tennessee, I think we'd all be saying that that's the best team in the country, you know? Yeah. I, I think they're going to be number one when the rankings come out on Tuesday. That's my guess. And the, and the playoff rankings. Oh yeah. I they're think they're going to sure. be number they're, one. They're absolutely going to be one and George will be two. Really? That's why I got a feeling. Well, we have, that would be awesome. Cause we'd have number one, number, number two. I mean, it, doesn't matter but are we doing an emergency pod for those uh rankings i think we yeah, should yeah we should be we just do awesome. don't we usually just do a pod on tuesday though yeah yeah but we'll do oh, it that's right after the rankings come out all right um some other games we want to touch on real quick uh before we have to you know start another video real quick uh tcu west virginia did you guys get to watch this game early in the morning uh tcu ended up winning Weird, weird I, uh, kind of back and forth game. Yeah, I switched. I switched on and off for that game. Um, TCU's offense looked really good again. It's just their defense looked kind of iffy in that game. West Virginia was able to do whatever they wanted kind of for the first half. They get down the field, put the ball in the end zone. So I don't know. TCU. I, I still don't know how I completely feel about TCU this year. I feel like a couple of their games they could like should have lost, but they ended oh, up winning. certainly. I mean, I don't really know how to feel about them, but they just keep on winning, so can't really fault them. There, there is something about TCU that uh, they found these ways to win. They've started to win games, but they've got a certain confidence now that they they haven't lost, and they and they're building this like you know more kind of confident flow to their team. Where I think that even in this game, it didn't really feel like they were ever going to lose. When I you know I went back and watched the the highlights of the game, it didn't really feel like they're going to lose. I don't think West Virginia is a great, great opponent, but um, Cringe Miller runs for 12, 12 carries for 120 yards. So 10 yards a carry. Um, that kind of stuff was like, man, I mean, you're, you're going to win most football games. You have 10 yards a carry. They, uh, they're almost certainly cruising. Now, obviously there's a couple of teams I got to play, but it seems like this team is going to be undefeated going into the big 12 championship. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Texas and at Texas and at Baylor are going to be two very big games for TCU. I mean, yeah, obviously, but I, man, I, I Baylor's fine, but I don't think they're going to be TCU this year. Texas is fine. I don't think they're going to have to be TCU this year. They got, um, don't they play tech this week? Yeah. They have tech on big noon kickoff this week. And we saw, that's we saw a, tech frauds. that's a, might be a trap game. Uh, I, I really think they're going to lose two of their next three. I'm just, I think two of the next three, cause they got tech. At home, and then at Texas, at T at Baylor. I think two of the next three are losses. I really do. The way the way the Big Twelve is going this year, I would not be surprised to see them lose a couple. I mean, yeah. it's just the most random conference in all of college football. Yeah, anything can happen on any given day. So, yeah, unfortunately, we're learned that the hard way this week. Um, any other games that you guys that stuck out to you besides that one? Um, what game was I watching last night? I forget. USC Arizona was a good game. I wish it wasn't on Pac-12 Network because I just can't ever watch those games. Um, but 45-37, USC, uh, Caleb Williams threw for five touchdowns again. If he wasn't on the West Coast, I think we'd be talking about him a lot more because he has been good every game this year, even in their loss. I, 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 I've said more, it before. Did he get more talk last year at OU than he has in, like, oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. You, you think well, he's, so? on, he's just on a more of a national stage at OU yeah, than he would have been at USC. Yeah, just just, like just by time zone. recent, just because like recency, like what we've done recently compared to USC. Well, yeah, and and time zone and, and TV network. I mean, I 
there's no way for me to watch the Pac-12 network. So it's like, obviously, I'm going to talk about something I've watched. I haven't, I can't even watch USC Arizona. So that, that part of it definitely plays into him being talked about more at OU. And also, he was a true freshman last year. No, I've, I've said it before. I think, I think he's the most talented quarterback in the country. I think he might be the best player in the country overall. So, so are you taking him or Hendon Hooker this year? Because Hendon Hooker is, I mean, he's rolling, dude. I think, can you imagine if uh, Caleb Williams was in, that, is in that, was in that Tennessee offense, though? I think they'd be doing the same thing. I get what you're saying, but, I mean, Hendon Hooker is – I think wow. Hendon Hooker might be better, like, passing the ball. He's, he's, a, he's more accurate. But yeah. what Caleb Williams can do, like, outside of the pockets, just Hendon Hooker can't do that stuff. Uh. Caleb Williams' stats are better than Hendon Hooker's this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not doubting that. I just Hendon Hooker has been impressive. Like, I, but I think I think you'd be saying the same thing about USC if we could watch him play. Exactly. And we, yeah. And that sucks. I mean, obviously USC is going to the Big Ten, and like that's going to be all cha- all fixed in a few years. But I mean, right now it's it's hard. It's hard to. It's so much fun to watch Hendon Hooker play because he's on every single week, and and Caleb Williams just isn't. Yeah, well, the one the one game yeah, we watched USC in the in the prime time against Utah was incredibly entertaining. It's just this time zone difficulty, and then also, like, if you're going to put a game on the Pac-12 network, make it like Oregon. Or I hate to use Oregon State because I do like Oregon State. They're ranked. Like, yeah, Oregon State should be ranked. They're a good team. They almost beat USC. But like a pro- a program where like I want to watch Caleb Williams, so I don't want him to be on Pac-12 network. You know, I will say uh, you see him on ESPN. Yeah, their their defense is is what we thought they were. They're iffy at best. They are- hey, I, I, I said that from the beginning of the year. They were the, like, 130th ranked defense last year, and that has continued. They but, are. I mean, give it give it a few years, and USC is going to bring talent in just because they're USC. But um, they're, they're going to be a terrifying team in about 10 years, and that's really upsetting. Well, the thing is with, like, an Alex Rich defense, I mean, he, he had a bad defense at Ohio State, too, even before he came to OU. Like, he was getting gashed over there with the, the amount of talent they got. I just don't know if he's, like, the right coach for them. I really Someone's going to be dumb and hire him as a head coach. I just don't think he's that good of a defensive coordinator. I I haven't seen anything that's been like, wow, he that's – whoa, you know, that's good well, stuff right just, there, you know. Some of the things he does, like, you don't need to be shifting a 350-pound pair on Winfrey every other play. Like, let him sit there. Let him sit there and not, pick don't up shift. Yeah, that's true. I, I get what you're saying on that one. Uh, I do think Arizona's yeah. much better than they were last year, so I want to give Arizona their due credit. Yeah, I will say, I, I have a question for you, Jake. What's do up? you think a team like Colorado is going to be really stupid and give a bag to Alex Grinch? No, I don't think. I think Colorado. Not yet. What I think is going to happen, if you want me to be honest with you, I think Nebraska is going to hire somebody that's from an outside mm-hmm. hire. And um, I think Mickey Mickey Joseph from Nebraska, the interim coach, is going to go to Colorado. I, I that's what I see happening because he's got ties to Colorado. He's coached there before. Um, that's fair. But I could be completely wrong. So I have, I have no clue what Colorado's doing. I mean, quite honestly, I haven't watched them outside of the TCU game this year because they've been so miserable. Yes. Yeah, it's bad football. Um, Real bad football. Let's talk about Ole Miss AM though, real quick before we have a little break. Um, Ole Miss takes AM last night. I'll tell you what, Texas A&M. So I do want to give Ole Miss, Ole Miss deserves the credit in the world. You know, all the credit in the world. They won the they won the game. Um, eight and one. Ole Miss is sneaky, sneaky good record. I mean, their only loss is uh, to LSU on the road. I mean, Ole Miss has a great resume as well. Um, Quinshawn, Quinshawn Judkins runs for two hundred and five yards. An incredible game. He's a true freshman. But A&M might have found a quarterback here. Oh, um, that's put, what I was about to say. Put in they, five. Like they got a quarterback now. That I, Wiggleman. He had four touchdowns over 300 yards passing. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he was our, really good. He was their whole offense, man. And he, it, it shocks me that he hadn't gotten the opportunity sooner because their other quarterbacks were really bad. Um, and that was Kings King a four star. Or was he a five star? He was a high four star. So close to a five that star. That is ridiculous. He, I mean, you could put me out there and I would do the same exact thing Hanks Kings does. How about that, Thompson? I, yeah. I, I'm convinced. I mean, what, throw interceptions and get sacked? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe get a little five-yard scramble. But, um, yeah, Wiggleman, Wiggerman, whatever his name it's, is. It's just Wigman. Just Wigman. Wigman. Yeah. He looked, he looked really, really good. I watched a little bit of that game. I didn't watch all of it. Um, But 
yeah, the offense looked better than they have all year with him out there. It did. It did. And the the thing that I, I think we, we need to also talk about is how impressive. I mean, Jackson Dart transfers from USC and he's been pretty, pretty spotless. Like he's had a couple, a couple issues here and there, but Ole Miss has been able to run the ball so effectively that he's been kind of just there and kind of, you know, don't screw it up. And Ole Miss now four five, or eight and one. I made a statement earlier in this this season that I think Mississippi State's better than Ole Miss. I'm just wrong. Ole Miss is better. And we'll see at the end of the year that, that Ole Miss is the better team of the two. Is that the Egg Bowl? Yeah, it's the Egg Bowl. Not to be confused with the Apple Cup. No, this is this is my question about it. Um, do you think that Jimbo just didn't want to throw him into the fire early in the season? Just like like ruin his confidence? Because like how do you how do you go to practice and watch all those quarterbacks play and say that he's not the best one after watching what we just watched. Oh, I guess I, I think there is an aspect that he probably got a whole lot better since the, the, you know, the springtime and learning the plays and getting more, you know, time in the offense. But I mean, he was just heads and shoulders above the other guys from, from a play play stand from playing standpoint. That's what I thought. Well, we will see though with A&M the rest of the season, they're now three and five. So not a great, record and Ole Miss is kind of on the opposite of that docket. All right, we'll be right back. So Oklahoma State had a bye this week. Um, they will move on next week. They did not play this week. Um, let's talk about Notre Dame and Syracuse. So I'm just going to go ahead and get out of the way, man. We got absolutely pantsed. We didn't even try. It didn't seem like we got off the bus. We'll give a good shout-out to Hayden Bryant, Holden Bryant. They were asking for a shout-out. We appreciate them listening. Um, Kansas State just took it to us. I don't remember a, a single play going well. Not one. Not one no, play. That's not true. We, we had the one-handed catch our very first play. And I'm not kidding you. From there on, it was downhill. That, that was one of the most awesome catches I've ever seen. And there was not one more good play in the entire game. No, I, will I, wish say, that, I wish that replay review would have lasted longer because I was still happy at that time. Yeah. You had a you had a good you had a Braylon uh, not Braylon Vernon Presley had a good play up until he fumbled it. Yeah, make well, up people miss. Certainly yeah. don't. I don't really uh, consider turnovers good plays. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was it was it was good up until that moment. Yeah, that's the worst worst loss by a top ten team ever. So that was really fun. I'm glad we did that. Um, I just oh, I don't even know what to say, man. Uh, the, there are no words for that game. I'm gonna hope that uh, I'm gonna be like Drew when they whenever uh, you guys lost to TCU. I'm gonna say at, at halftime we quit. I'm hoping that halftime <laughs> we just quit because it, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, I talked about it before, man. The offensive line was the issue. Our offensive line. I'm I'm get, I, I'm. If you let me have six months to transform my body, to work day in and day out. I would be a menace to this offensive line. They could not stop me. I mean, I'm just telling you this one. You get somebody with 300 pounds on them, our offensive line will just shudder in their pants. They'll shit themselves. It's an, it's nuts. They're so bad. And and I, I know it's like this cowboy culture thing. we got to have these guys that come in. They're hardworking and disciplined. What about getting a motherfucker that's got four stars to his name? What about that? It'd be cool. Like, that'd be pretty cool if we had a 300-pound guy that could block somebody with four stars next to an eight. But we would never do that because we hired an offensive line coach from Kansas State that is 90 years old and can't do shit. So that's why I'm, I'm just to the point where, like, I love Gundy. But, Gundy, please, dear God, accept some help. Like, we know you are going to be the most passive, conservative, sometimes completely unprepared coach. So just get somebody that can help you with schemes like somebody that's young innovative has you know loves to recruit get somebody like that because that's not what we're dealing with right now and it's so frustrating uh, my my favorite thing that happened yesterday is after the game's over the press conference is gone all that stuff uh gundy said he decided to change some things he altered some things in practice this week seems like a very odd time to start altering things in practice it makes zero sense Six and one. Let's change it all. Let's change it all. Everything's switched. Everything's switched. Throw it out the window. Yeah, it makes no sense, man. It's uh, me and Cal were talking about this. We had a big homecoming win. Big game. Biggest game of the season. Huge win against Texas. All right, let's change everything. It's not working. Like what? <laughs> like, what? Why? So you, uh, the state of Oklahoma should start just being racist to people that wear purple. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, not, not racist, but uh, what's the word for that? 
well, I don't know. I mean, that's a bad word to say. Yeah, that's that was a bad, a bad word to bad, use. Bad, bad word choice. No, there. Yeah, don't be don't be racist. Just be mean to people that wear purple. Bully them. Bully them. Yeah, uh, bully them. I, I will say the only good thing that came out of yesterday is now this means Texas has to beat K State by twenty eight and continue to win out to make to the Big Twelve Championship. So I mean that's kind of nice of us to to really 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 lose and not give Texas much of a shot to get to the Big Twelve Championship. So uh, you're welcome, USA, for for that one. I'm just be honest with you. That's the worst OSU performance I've ever seen in any sport. So I'm just gonna put that out the window and hope hope that I was hopefully I was on some kind of drugs and that it was a dream. I don't know. Jake, we I, were there. I, we were there. I promise. I, I was there. It was real, but I'll just go ahead and act like it wasn't. Um, the guy behind us kept grabbing our necks. Oh, every time the yeah. The first oh, floor. he was he was a, a nice nicest man ever, but he kept. I think he thought we were too close. We were like you know maybe a little bit like friends. Like, yeah, we weren't friends. I mean, we're not we were friends. Like, we were like nice. Yeah, we were super certainly nice, but he kept grabbing our necks every time they score. I'm like, dude, if you keep grabbing my neck, I'm I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. absolutely leave. I'm already I already want to leave. So <laughs> yeah, it's old okay. Calvin. I, I could have watched that game. I I needed to be on Quaaludes to watch that again. Well, Will Howard's awesome though. I'll say that. Oh yeah, he's certainly good. Uh, there is something about K-State quarterbacks playing against the state of Oklahoma just turned them into the Heisman. So it makes no sense. So annoying, man. Um, here, here's the last – this is it. This is the last thing I'm saying. Not once do I ever want to hear from outside the stadium, Oklahoma State to return, Kale Cavanaugh. Oh, my God. First and ten from the eight-yard line. It's like, we don't need that, man. Um, we put we were down 35 points and we sent a walk on to return the opening kickoff of the second half and he and he caught it at the four and fair caught it. We're down 35. I'll tell you right, Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn is incredible as well. Yeah, he's great. I mean, fuck man, we could have done anything else than what we did. We it was the worst performance of all in the history of football from Oakland State Cowboys this week. I mean, did y'all see that that was horrible. the worst. Worst loss from a top ten team. Ever. I already said it, Tom. I already said it, Tom. Yep. But it was also the worst loss in Gundy's career. So we're gonna move on. We're gonna act like it didn't happen, and hopefully we steamroll the shit out of Kansas next week. I don't know. Props, props to K State. That's all I'll say. Props yeah, prop, to props to Kansas State deserves a lot of credit. They're banged up. So are we. Every team in the Big Twelve seems to have some injuries, except for TCU. Um, I will say, whoever whoever made our schedule for Oklahoma State sucks balls because we got Baylor, Texas Tech. Uh, TCU, Texas, Kansas State in a span of five weeks with no buy. Those are the top five teams in the conference. And we have no buy. Our buy was before our conference schedule started. So they suck. No, nah, that's not they, to blame Not to blame the They wanted league. to make sure you guys were good after Arkansas Pine Bluff. <laughs> we, we, were, we actually weren't. Somehow we, were, somehow we were banged up after Pine Bluff. It, it seemed like we. Uh, it seemed like the Pine Bluffs just came in and took the Oklahoma State jerseys to Manhattan for us and played. That's really what I just saw out there. That's, that's literally what happened. Hey, if you uh, if you do what OU did, we we got beat forty nine nothing. The next week we put up the most yards of offense we've had since twenty eighteen against Kansas. So hopefully we do that next week. Got it though. Yeah. yeah. Something about getting shut out. Wait your wait your uh, office coordinator up to maybe push the ball downfield a little bit. That's what happened with us at least. Job. No, I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure Casey Dunn, Casey Dunn could be 12 beers deep and he wouldn't call a deep shot. <laughs> uh, I'm never never sure that uh, – never been more sure that we need to uh, fix something. I don't know I don't know what it is, but we got to fix it. Or and, maybe not. Maybe go back to what you were doing. Maybe fixing it was the problem. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. No clue, but uh, a lot of credit deservedly goes to Kansas State. They they were a great. I mean, the Kansas State played well. Um, that's that's definitely not you know they, they deserve some credit for sure. I think Kansas State's one of the best teams in the Big Twelve. Honestly, I mean, shoot, it's hard to avoid a loss to Tulane. Like it's hard to just skim over that and act like it didn't happen. But their game against TCU could have easily been won, um, and then you'd have to say that they're the best team in the conference. And I'll I'll be quite honest. I think if if you play TCU at Kansas State right now, I'd probably take Kansas State. Is uh do you do you give Adrian Martin as a starting job back after oh, yes. that week? Yeah, if he's healthy. Now, if he has any issues, I think you stick with Will Howard. I mean, if if, if Adrian Martinez isn't a hundred percent ready to go, I think Will Howard has shown that he can he can do it. So let him it's spin. like two different offenses. Like it's a completely different team when Will Howard's playing and when Adrian Martinez is playing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree. 
Let's move on from that godforsaken game, though. Holy shit. Um, let's see what other games were this week. Illinois, Nebraska. We all picked this game. I'm the only Jake, idiot. What the fuck were you thinking? Well, I did it a little bit for the graphic, but I also wanted the Nebraska faithful to ha- to see that the Three Man Rush podcast had some faith in them. Um, and we shouldn't have. Yeah, we don't. We should. We do not now. And they are three and five. N- Nebraska a garbage, and, garbage I, football team. They're very bad. They're very very <laughs> bad. I want to go through some of the box score here, though, because Illinois has been doing this to teams, man. I mean, Illinois, as 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 much as we want to make fun of the Big Ten West, Illinois has shown up this year, and their defense especially. And Illinois should be 8-0, in my opinion. They got screwed in a bad call against Indiana. But these numbers from Casey Thompson, I mean, 7 for 15. First of all, 15. There's not very many attempts. 172 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That, that that you're not going to win that game ever. That's awful. That's awful. And yeah, whew, like it just, it's Illinois has been making quarterbacks have those kind of numbers all season long. So they definitely deserve some credit at this point. You know, they're, they're, they're a solid football team. Really solid. They got a really good defense. Um, Brett Bill is doing something special down there. It's like, it's like a, you know how every team has like a once in a decade run where they just, can yeah. prove everybody wrong I mean, yeah. this is their year, and they'll be back to medi- mediocrity next year. I was hoping that would be Syracuse this year, man. Yeah, what the hell is that? I'm telling you. Notre Dame's the most bipolar team on earth. It is. Um, Garrett Schrader did go out, though. Um, the starting quarterback for Syracuse was injured. But, I mean, my goodness. Tough, tough look for Syracuse. Because I thought that was the that was the get-back game for sure. You know, bounce back and maybe have a, a good run at the, uh, the other side of the ACC. Can we? Can I? Can I? Can I talk about another game that I wanted that we talked about last night, Jake? Better than anyone I know, man. So I'm going to go through the scoring plays of the Miami Virginia game for, for everybody oh, who didn't God. So second quarter into the second quarter, Miami kicks a field goal. It's three nothing going into half. Third quarter comes around ten minutes in. Virginia kicks a field goal. It's three to three. Fourth quarter starts three to three. Six to three. Virginia's on top with with twelve to go to end the second half. So keep in mind. Miami has kicked two field goals, one to end the first half and one to end the second half to keep the game tied at six to six. Overtime, it looks like this. Nine, six, Miami on top of the 42-yard field goal. Nine to nine with a 41-yard field goal from Virginia. 12-9, another 41-yard field goal from Virginia. And then 12 to 12 to tie the thing up. And then 14 to 12, Miami kicks back-to-back field goals to win the game. Not a single touchdown was scored. The final score was 14 to 12. That's awful. What a horrible game. Miami sucks. What were what were we thinking? Well, I just, thought, Mar- I just thought Mario Cristobal was a good coach because he's doing some good things with Oregon. But my God, yeah, dude, he, oh, I don't know what's going on there. I think Oregon. I think Oregon's Oregon seems to be kind of sustained sustainable on its own. You've seen a lot of coaches go to Oregon and have success. Yeah, they're just a good program. I agree. A lot of coaches going to Miami and not have any success. I mean, having, exactly. having Nike right, having Nike right there has to be a giant pull for a lot of recruits. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree that that's definitely true. But they're also um, been also so con- so consistent. Their fan fan base is, is I mean, Autzen is a really hard place to play. Yeah, Miami, not, always, Miami on the other on the other spectrum is not. Miami is just not Miami. Oregon's just cool. I don't know everything yeah. about them is just pretty cool. They are mm-hmm. they are definitely part of the new age of college football and have been for quite a while now. Hey, let's let's not act like Oregon hasn't had their dues in the last like since I'd say like Oregon's really come to their own since like two thousand. Yeah, I mean, new age. Remember the, the Anthony Thomas time? That was that's oh, run that. I got I brought the Anthony Thomas jersey. Hey, Dude, the Anthony I mean, Thomas, the Anthony Thomas and Michael James made Oregon cool. They played in a national championship before the Anthony Thomas. Yeah, no, they lost to uh, Auburn. Uh, Auburn. Michael Dye didn't go down. Yeah. Um, okay. The other game I, I want to talk about, I made it my lock of the week. Um, obviously I was wrong. And this is why you just can't bet on college football because my goodness, I did not see this one coming a home game down there in Columbia, South Carolina, the number 25 newly ranked oh, South Carolina God. Gamecocks were a three and a half point favorite against the Missouri Tigers who had really not shown that they had any ability to play with anybody that had a pulse. I mean, Missouri had has been blown out by everybody other than Georgia um, and Vanderbilt. They beat Vanderbilt, but like Missouri wins this game by 13 points. South Carolina dropped, laid an absolute egg, 23 to 10 win for Missouri Tigers. 
Like, what in the world? It's putrid. It's awful. The count's not even happened, though. It's it's so weird to see Spencer Rattler go from Heisman favorite to 171 yards with a pick and a fumble loss, man. Like, jeez. Like, it happened so fast for that guy. that it, It's kind of wild to see it happen in such a manner. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. It's uh, – I it's, think he lost. Shocking. He ran for a touchdown. We, he did run for a touchdown, but man, goodness, twenty-three to ten. I think a lot of it. He just might. He might have just lost confidence in himself because yeah. he's got the ability. Um, yeah, I'm just, this this loss isn't all him now. Yeah, no, it's just Missouri. Losing to Missouri, losing to Missouri is damning. Missouri's gonna be bowl is gonna be bowl eligible. Missouri was bowl eligible last year. They lost in their bowl to Army. I mean, they. I mean, they're going to beat New Mexico State at home, which is hilarious that they have played New Mexico State. But they just got to beat Kentucky or Arkansas to end the year, and they're not going to beat Tennessee. That's wild. Yeah, probably not. Can oh, you imagine if, if Missouri went on the road to Tennessee and upset them? Is that the last game of the year? And no, well, it's at the week after Tennessee, Georgia. That'd be that'd be wild though if that actually happened. Oh, yeah. oh that'd be crazy coming off a win versus Georgia to Missouri, just taking the fuck out of them. It'd be, it'd be definitely it'd definitely be something. No, Tennessee has Vanderbilt their last week of the season, so that would be even more something. Oh my gosh, yeah, that <laughs> the battle for Tennessee. I don't know if there was. The, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Where would you rank this week? Because I there was not one game that I was just like, wow, that was a great game. Like it's just it kind of was a letdown. And I love college football's on TV. I'm watching. You know, it doesn't matter. But um, it just wasn't a great week of close games, and there wasn't that marquee matchup. You know who the best running back in college football is? Blake Corum. No. Blake Zach Corum. Schmidt. What? Who's Zach, Zach Schmidt? Best running back in, in the league. There's a couple other games I'd like to talk about. Let's talk about that one, though. Um, I didn't get to watch this game, so I don't. you guys go ahead and take it away on what happened. Uh, seems like it was a little bit low-scoring, more ball-control game. I don't yeah, Michael Turk had a passing touchdown. I didn't see that. Um, I, 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 I think that OU just controlled the game pretty much the entire time. I'll tell you something right now. Hunter Deckers is horrible. He's horrible. He threw for 300 yards. Yeah, but he threw the ball to our team more. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But um, at the be- at the beginning, of the, I, I will say. Oh, you got a very, very favorable whistle this game because um, Woody Washington had an interception where the ball was laying next to him on the ground and they didn't review it. <laughs> like he, he did not intercept that ball whatsoever. Um, yeah, but we just basically controlled the game the entire time. They couldn't really stop us running the ball. We just kind of shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times. We had a, we had a fumble, um, a couple drop passes, but we kind of just got down the field whenever we wanted to. So I never really felt the game was in doubt. So it was just a it was a good performance by us, in my opinion. You know what's been disappointing for me with, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could say that OU's been disappointing this year about, but um, Marvin Mims, man, he just has not, he is not gelling with this new system, whatever we're running. Hey, he just, I don't know what's happening. There'll be some guys times he has a hundred yards and like a couple times he'll have ten targets for like two catches. I. I, I kind of disagree with that because I think he's been really good this year other than today. I mean, not today, yesterday. He just had a couple blatant drops. But other than that, he's consistently gets open and catches. He's usually as sure-handed as it gets. Hey, Eric Gray is a top 15 running back in the in NCAA football. Yeah, he's been really good this year. He's been awesome. I from Especially last year, being so frustrated watching him play to this year, it's been – it's been heartwarming, I will say. That, I, I agree that with you, but don't you think uh, – I, I don't want to just be, a you know, an absolute OU hater, but don't you think Eric Gray would rather be at Tennessee right now? Probably. Oh, 110%. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing all right with us, though. I mean, oh, yes, I, I, mean, I mean, he is leading the country in yards per carry, so – or yeah, in Big 12 I, at least. I agree with you. He just would be – he would be the starting running back at Tennessee who's going to be maybe the number one team come Tuesday. Yeah. I'm sure he has a I'm, I'm sure he thinks about it, but I, yeah. I bet you I bet you he's happy with his decision. Yeah, I don't know what would be, honestly. I mean I mean he's gonna get drafted. He's he's had a he's probably gonna be about fifteen hundred yard rusher this year. So 
He'll be sure. That's fine. And it's not even, it's not even because it's OU. I think it's kind of what Jake is saying. But I think if oh I'm yeah, I'd be I'd be three losses as opposed to being the number one running back on the number one team in the country. I'd be like, fuck, geez, man, that's it's like Bryce Harper when the Nationals won yeah. the World Series. It's especially like, yeah, you got rid of your best player. Especially yeah. on the on the team that he committed to originally. Like he he was at Tennessee when they were actually bad. So why not just stick it out? And now they're yeah, obviously it looks, good. It looks like they were about to go downhill bad. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he got out of there at a good time, but yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you think Eric Gray got some McDonald's bags full money? Oh, surely, yeah. surely. Is, yeah, I, I think he, I think he honestly might be getting more used at OU than he would be getting at Tennessee this year because Tennessee's running back's already pretty good. Yeah, Javari's like, fine. I mean, he's fine, but Eric Gray was like Eric Gray was getting a lot of carries at Tennessee before he transferred. He was a freshman and. Had a really good year. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, um, let's I, talk about the bubble thing, though. Yeah. Or go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. No, I was just say I was just gonna say the last thing about I was gonna say about it, that was the best I've seen. You know, use defense look all year. That's all I was gonna say. That's that's what a team from Iowa will do for you. <laughs> yeah, they'll bring out the defense. Yeah. Um, if you go, also, to state, I didn't know. I didn't know Iowa State's defense was that good. They're good. Top, they're a good team. Top ten in the they're country. They're top ten defense in the country. Yes, like, they're, no they're very good. Well, their, def- their defense coordinator has been there for a while, John Hecock or Haycock, and he he's just a good coach. And then the whole Big Twelve basically copied his defense because he was running a three three five, and everybody in the Big Twelve was running the spread offenses and you know picking picking apart defenses that had four down linemen. He put five DBs in the field, and it changed everything in the Big Twelve. So he's a great defense coordinator, and Iowa State's been good on defense ever since then. But their offense is horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's good. Hunter Decker's his ass. Yeah, uh, it's it's been tough tough year for him, but I do think the experience is going to benefit him in the long run because he he has the talent. He was a four star recruit, and it's interesting because him and Will Howard kind of remind me of each other. Where Will Howard really struggled when he was getting starts early in his career. I think Hunter Decker's could you know kind of be the same way because he has the talent. All right, go to the butt bowl. Let's go to the butt bowl. Anybody got some takes in the butt bowl? Because the butt bowl was becoming – it was looking like it was going to have a great finish. I mean, it seemed like Texas Tech was getting back in the game. It was 31-24, to 24, I want to say. or 24-17. 24-17, that's right. And, um, yeah, I thought it was going to be a good, good finish. And then Baylor just continued to get interception after interception to change the, the nature of the game. And – Baylor can just they're they're like Michigan of the Big Twelve. They just run the ball. They don't. They just stick to their guns. They run the ball. They ran the ball for two hundred thirty-one yards against Texas Tech and kind of wilted them to to, to get a win. The score looks bad though. I hope I hope that Texas Tech doesn't get scared away by Baron Morton after because he had an awful performance. But like I still think that he should be the guy going forward. You can't just like disregard him after one bad game. Yeah. I mean, but that was that was an awful game he had. He, it was horrible. He's young, man. Like that, just stick it out with him. I think he'll be all right. But you, yeah, um, I think Baylor really proved something, though. I agree. Like, they're, I mean, obviously they're not as good as they were last year by any means, but they're not gonna ride. They're, st- they're still a solid football team. They're still a solid football team. Hard. I what just don't believe them. I still don't believe them. I think they're a solid football team. I think Baylor. I think Baylor might be one of the the best. The, the, I mean, we we said earlier. I think I said a week or two ago. I said they they were going to be. They were a hot team, uh, just because they had, had beaten Kansas, I guess, at the time. But I feel like they're getting hotter and hotter, and they're starting to hit their stride. I mean, Aranda's a good coach, and when you put a young quarterback up against like that good of a defensive coach, I and mean, we've seen time and time again, he's going to benefit from that. And a lot of that has to do with interceptions. And I mean. Gosh, five interceptions from Texas Tech. And not only did Baron Morton throw three, Tyler Shuck threw one and Donovan Smith threw one. And both of those quarterbacks only had two attempts. Yes. So, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Not a, not a I, good look. I think that, I mean, obviously, there's a new age of college football where offense is like there's new flashy offenses. But I still think the way to go is to get, a, get yourself a defensive minded head coach. I just, it's more consistent, isn't it? Yeah. They just continue to win. Yeah. And uh, they're, you're not I mean, as reliant on your quarterback as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Blake Shapen played fine. He's played fine pretty much all season. 
there's been times when they haven't trusted him, but I felt like he's kind of performed pretty much what you would expect. Richard Reese, man, he's a true freshman running back at Baylor, and they've, they've got a good one because he had three touchdowns well, he's again. He's good. I think well, – so let's look at Baylor and the rest of Baylor's schedule because they're 3-2 and two in conference. I don't think there's – I don't think that they're, you know, looked at as they're still going to be in Arlington. I don't think that's really even a possibility. But they play at OU next week at 2 o'clock. Those are two teams that have kind of found their footing a little bit. That game is a bigger game than we thought it would be a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's a, it will uh, – I mean, I'm, I don't think it will have an impact on who's going to Dallas – for the Big 12 championship, but like if do, uh, certain dominoes fall, I mean it could end could end up like that. But yeah, it's a much bigger game than it was three weeks ago when OU yep. was on their downslide. Baylor didn't look like they were very good. Yeah. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there. You'll be there. Drew Gear will be in attendance. So no, it's, I'll it's be in Gaylord. One. It's a big one. Let's go through our picks though, real quick. Um, I want to see what we who who got uh, yeah. the best. Yeah, picks let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so let's go to the picks. Here we go. So we all picked Oklahoma State except for Calvin. Calvin picked Kansas State, and so Calvin, kudos on that one. What a no. Uh, Baylor. Me and Calvin both picked Baylor over Texas Tech. Tom and Drew picked Texas Tech. So um, Calvin two. two and zero. Two and zero. One two. All four of us picked Tennessee and Ohio State, so we were all correct on those picks. And then the last pick of the week was Illinois and Nebraska. I was the only one that picked the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, L for me. Is that the first 5-0 and week? So, who went 5-0? Oh, Calvin went 5-0. and Oh, 5-0. No, there's been two other 5-0s, and um, but that's the first one for Calvin, so congrats to Calvin. Drew, you had a 5-0 and week, and so did I. Hey, that was a big that was a big week for me because I was tied for first. So going up five and zero after tie, being tied for first it does nothing but solidify really sucks. my takes. So what happens to the loser? What who, who what do we have to do? With whoever's the last place guy. I forgot what it was. Ass tat. No. <laughs> a face tat. No. Yeah, whole face tat. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, got it. How about we just like need to put five bucks in? Winner gets twenty bucks. What about okay. what about? What about a pie? A pie to the face. Pie to the face? I'm done with the pie to the face. Crowbar to the balls. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Run, run. We're getting ran over by a car. Okay. (laughs) Now we're talking. (laughs) We're we're getting Hurdle yourself up, Devin Tower. There you um, go. Rip off your each fingernail with with some pliers. That's a good one as well. Take your skin Um, off. We can waterboard you guys. Waterboarding, maybe I don't know. Hey, the loser does not have to pay taxes anymore. All right, <laughs> I love that. The lo- the loser has to move to to Wyoming. It's beautiful oh, over there. It's beautiful, but there's no one there. And Josh Allen's there. There's like snow there. Josh, and Josh Allen. Not there. Okay, loser has to move to. Uh, let's Dewey. see, Boise, Boise, let's Idaho. Dewey. <laughs> well, no. You have to move to Dewey. What's the worst country in the world? Uh, I would assume Russia, North Korea. Let's see what Bangkok. Google says. I'm sure North Korea is. is Venezuela. Up. Oh, boy. That's the worst <laughs> oh, yeah, one in the they world. Can't, they can't afford toilet paper. Really? Hey, where's Bangkok? Where's Bangkok at? I think Thailand, right? Yeah. China, yeah. Move to Bangkok. Well, I moved to Bangkok before. It's a cool name. Bangkok is the capital of Thailand. Yeah. Why did you say? What did you say, Drew? It says a cool name, Bangkok. Yeah, it's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, you know what? I'd rather move to Bangkok than uh, what was the other city we said before that? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah, then Venezuela, definitely. We're, we're moving to Bangkok. All right. So the loser has to move to North Korea. Live yeah. pod from Bangkok next week. <laughs> Bangkok. <laughs> wait, wait, let's see. Let's see what. Uh, Bangkok football teams. Hey, did y'all see the, the Japanese college football league? Nope. It's kind of elite. I've seen them on TikTok a couple times. I saw it. I'm sure. I'm sure they're very fundamentally sound. Oh, the quarterbacks throw the ball exactly the same. Uh, Bangkok FC, they've got a big game this week. I'm assuming that's soccer, but I don't really care. I'm, I'm in. Livecock from Bangkok FC. <laughs> not live, that's not Livecock. <laughs> Livecock. Live 
<laughs> we, we, got a, we got a live cock from Bangkok. Well, I meant to say live pod, but yeah, live cock's better. All right, we're doing a live cock. All right, <laughs> that's our podcast. You follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Three Man Rush FB. We appreciate y'all listening. Um, you guys got anything to say as we exit? Live cock from Bangkok. Bangkok Nation, get on your motherfucking feet. <laughs> All right, stand up. All right, we'll see you, boys. See you. Oh, yeah.